Okay, let's talk uh, financial markets here. Speaking of the U.S. dollar, some of the weakness, Paul Nolte, the Senior Vice President Portfolio Manager at Kingsview Investment Management, joins us this morning. Paul, good to have you with us. Markets seem to be willing to discount a worst-case scenario associated with the missile that crossed over the border and into Poland uh, this week, but a reminder of how geopolitical risks remain. Yeah, it is. And you saw that very quick reaction and a flight to safety, a flight to the dollar, a flight to treasuries, uh, away from uh, equity markets, uh, and a little bit of gold. You know, to highlight what you've been talking about, it has been an inverse relationship between gold and the dollar. But we, we saw that reverse very quickly, mm -hmm. as I think uh, many NATO members maybe dispelled the fact that it uh, may not have come from Russia. It might have been Ukraine. Uh, doing an anti-missile uh, launch. So again, cooler heads have prevailed uh, 18 hours later or so. You know, I want to look at this. I think Paul brings up a really good point because, Paul, I'm not sure if you heard me talking about my chart of the day, gold, and kind of tying it to the geopolitics. If something comes more of this or if we were to see an event similar to this, or God forbid, even worse than this happen and play out. But uh, Paul mentioned how the bonds, actually, we did see a spike there. And I did notice that it was one of the first times in a while we've seen bonds kind of respond in this fashion. If we could just take a look, I mean, Paul, they, they spiked one point on the news. I mean, within a very short period of time, and to your point, unable to take out the highs from earlier as it was kind of limited in terms of follow through uh, after as cooler heads prevailed here. But let's talk about how, well, uh, you've got the indices which are coming off those uh, October lows, inflation data helping, obviously, rates coming off the U.S. dollar. I'm not sure which came first, the chicken or the egg in that instance. But I'm curious, you mentioned in your uh, newsletter this week that if the Fed's uh, pausing, if that narrative, if that chat starts to uh, increase and talk of a pause come first quarter, becomes more likely that's good for stocks and well i guess i wonder what ultimately this would mean for the u.s dollar yeah i think what you're going to find is you know there, there's a couple things that are going on it's kind of a push and pull when you're talking about the markets here and a, a, a potential fed pause one of the kings uh, one of the things that we're looking at is just as you made comments earlier about earnings we're starting to see some of the earnings numbers have some misses Earnings estimates haven't really come down much. We're anticipating that maybe the first half of next year, we're going to see earnings estimates come down a little bit more as the economy continues to weaken, feeling the impact from the rate increases that are already in the system. So with that, we think the uh, equity markets maybe be a little bit softer uh, as we get into 2023 uh, and have those impacts of the higher interest rates come through. We think that maybe, just maybe, interest rates are uh, at or near their peak levels. What's interesting to me is we've gone through CPI and PPI, mm -hmm. yet the yield curve remains very inverted, has not really changed. So the shifts that we've seen in interest rates have really been across the curve as opposed to either focused on the short or long end of the curve. So the yield curve is telling you recession is still on the horizon and that's going to have a negative impact on, on earnings for the S&P 500. Let's talk a little bit about the Fed and that pivot, inflation slowing. I guess I'm wondering, and I think you kind of spelled it out, and it sounds to me like you're saying uh, it doesn't mean necessarily that rates are going to fall. It just means that they're not going to rise at the relentless pace that we had seen over the last year. Yeah, we're getting a few comments. We're going to get a lot of Fed speak today. There's three of them, I think, that are on the, on the docket. We've heard from uh, others. What's interesting here is that we're starting to see a little bit of a divergence between some of the Fed yeah. governors. 
A few are calling for a pause mm -hmm. after the first of the year. Others are saying, you know, hey, our job is a long way from being mm -hmm. done. Uh, we're going to stay on the rate hike uh, cycle. And so when you take a look at what are the expectations going into next year, inflation, you know, our thought has been inflation, we can get down to 5% without too much trouble. But that move from 5% to 2% can be very some, difficult to achieve. Some heavy lifting. Speaking of heavy lifting, it looks like the Bank of England has some to do still. The UK inflation data year over year, CPI this morning uh, showing, well, highest in 41 years, Paul, at 11.1%. Yeah, that's right. And one of the things, too, that you're seeing is a little bit stronger cable as a result of that. We've had a few ECB speakers out talking about continued rate increases there of 50 to 75 basis points. And part of that is is feeding through to uh, international rates, a little bit higher rates uh, internationally. And again, that has the impact on the dollar. So you're seeing a little bit stronger foreign currency versus the U.S. dollar, again, because those rates are, are on the way up. Uh, versus U.S. dollar, which has been the, the strongest uh, currency out there because of our very uh, heavy rate increases that we've seen over the last nine months or so. You know, I uh, real quick just wanted to point out an interesting divergence. If we could take a look at these charts here, because the U.S. dollar has weakened uh, this uh, greenback to 105 this week. And I want to point out here, though, Paul, we're still holding up above the August lows. And as I take a look at the euro currency, we've seen a significant move up. Look, they took out the August highs. They're back to levels we haven't seen around 105. We're talking beginning of July levels. If we were to kind of just get back to that dollar, get back to beginning of July levels, I don't want to exaggerate here, but I mean, we'd be talking about uh, uh, down around this 104 handle, basically below 105. So uh, interesting divergence here. Again, the euro a bit strong relative to what we've seen as far as weakness in the U.S. dollar. Uh, uh, Paul, talk to us in, in terms of uh, uh, you mentioned some of the Fed chat here today uh, and some of the Fed speakers a bit contradictory as far as what we've been seeing. Um, uh, seems like a bit of a waiting game here, though, as we uh, ultimately await uh, that December decision. Yeah, and we've got a couple of inflation numbers coming out ahead of that. We get the uh, uh, unemployment numbers ahead of that as mm -hmm. well. Um, the expectations are 50 basis point increase. There's really not been much in the data yet that warrants anything more or anything less. Uh, so again, we think that that's probably in the cards. One of the other things to take a look at with the inflation data, Cleveland Fed has a very interesting report in the uh, median CPI, which kind of takes out the, the very uh, high inflation, very low inflation at the two tails, but focuses on the middle part of the inflation. A lot of that is focused on the services, um, and that is still running at 7% plus, and that is not yet hooked down. Uh, so I think there's going to be, again, to the point of inflation is kind of sticky up here. It's going to be difficult to get much below 5%, and it's going to require maybe a Fed that is still going to be somewhat aggressive, maybe not as aggressive as they have been this year, but we may still see those uh, Fed increases as we go through uh, 2023. All right, sounds like this debate's going to continue for a few days, a few weeks to come here, Paul. But as we look at the bonds right now on the left, the longer data back to the 50-day moving average, the 10-year is above it. And just checking in on yields right now, uh, convincingly below 4% here, 376 for the 10-year, well off for a 3.3 we saw uh, just last month here. Uh, uh, Paul, always appreciate you joining us here and helping us take a look here at financial markets. Paul Nolte, Senior Vice President, Portfolio Manager at Kingsview Investment Management.